Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, folks. Before we get into it, I want to let you know that this episode talks about anti-Black racism and violence. Please listen at your own discretion. Edit audio. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin Hopkins, and this is Well Adjusting, where I talk to people about life stuff, but not in an NPR way. It's more like we're at the bar, having cocktails, getting into your business sort of way. It's it's giving drunk NPR. Oh, and producer Steph is here, too. Hello. Today we chat, well, supporting your partner in a world of racial discord. Hi, friends. I am incredibly excited to be sharing today's episode with you all. Our guests are the Critellis, Marco and Tony. First of all, I got to get this out of the way. I absolutely love them. They are the hosts of a podcast called Relationship, and they might be, I mean, seriously, they might be the most communicative two guys that I have ever talked with. So they reached out to me to talk about some really light topics like, you know, being in a gay marriage that's also interracial and how to protect your partner in a society that isn't always safe. So enough yammering for me. Let's get right to it. My name is Marco Critelli. My name is Tony Critelli. The Critellis. <laughs> <laughs> we have been together for 14 years, married for seven years, and we are in an interracial gay relationship marriage, if you will. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> if we need to title it. If you yes. must. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you just tell us in a, in a, a few words why, why you've come to us today? Yeah, Tony and I are in an interracial relationship. I, as a black man, Tony as a white man. Um, and we have experienced, you know, throughout the entirety of our relationship, we've experienced many different forms of racial situations that have taken place both in the media and then within our own families and friendship groups and in the community as well. And so as a gay couple, we are trying to better understand one another from a racial standpoint. And so that's mm. why we're here today. Give us a little background on your relationship, like how you met and and like the general gist of you two as Critellis. <laughs> Do you want to take this one, Tony? Sure. So we've been together 14 years. Uh, we were not continuously together throughout those 14 years. <laughs> there may have been one to three breaks. <laughs> um, but we actually met online uh, in Florida. We were both not seeking relationships. We just wanted queer community. We wanted um, queer friends, people we could go out with, people we could connect with. But somehow uh, that didn't happen. The night we met, there was a lot more going on there than either one of us, I think, anticipated. <laughs> and I would say we've been together ever since, except for those three breaks. <laughs> <laughs> the one to three breaks. The one to the three. One to three. <laughs> and, and you all are married and you live together. Yeah, we, um, we moved to New York in 2013 and then got married in 2016. And we live together in Queens. We're Queens, Queens. <laughs> And we love it here. <laughs> so tell us, tell us how, how, like, how the issue is showing up in your relationship. Because it's like, it's everywhere in the world, but then it is impacting the two of you. So can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, mm. I think um, what was interesting is even from the very beginning of us dating, there was some side eyes about us yeah. being uh, together as an interracial couple. Um, I remember the black gay community in Florida was very icked out by me. Oh, you don't want to talk to him. He only dates white guys, which wasn't even necessarily true. I just happened to be with a white guy at the time. And then I think from a familial standpoint, too, we ended up having a lot of uh, concerns from my family. It was a, is it a white guy type situation? And then mm. Tony's family, there was a delay in introducing me to them because of the concern with me being a black guy. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so there was just a lot of that. Like, that's kind of how it started. And Tony and I have done a pretty decent job of creating our own bubble as it relates mm-hmm. to, like, we don't really care what everybody else says type situation. But yeah, then you deal with the world and... You know, 2020 was a very incendiary, very crazy, chaotic time period for race relations here in the country. And I think Tony has done a really decent job of trying to be a white ally and and husband and and support. Um, But, you know, I think that that conversation as it relates to race is one of those things that like is constantly ongoing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it makes yeah. it very, very difficult for us to kind of always understand one another, whereas I get exhausted from having to explain things to white people. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and that's not fair all the time, especially when it comes to someone that I love dearly and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And then, you know, I think he wants to understand and I think he wants to be support- I can't speak for him, but I think he wants to be supportive and understand. But it's a it's it's one of those like difficult conversations that has tripwires and <laughs> and all sorts of, of chaotic uh, consequences, too. So it's tough. And how does that feel on your side of things, Tony? I definitely, I mean, I agree with everything that he said. I think we both come from, uh, there's, there's generational biases, uh, and a lot of them are racially driven. I think that we've been indoctrinated. I think there's conversations that are actively being blocked. Um, and so I know that for me, there are things like, when this journey started, I didn't even realize what I didn't know. Yeah. And it's been incredibly uh, eye-opening to be with Marco, but also to be around other people of color, in particular, other queer people of color. Um, and I and I definitely, I mean, I appreciate, uh, husband, you saying that I've done a, a decent job. I feel like I still have a long way to go and a lot to learn. Um I think for me, the thing that bothers me the most is that there are things that are probably going on that I'm not even aware of. And I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to ignore my responsibility and becoming aware of them. I just, for me, it's a challenge to be like, geez, what am I not even thinking about that I should be thinking about to be a better husband? It's the don't know, you don't, what you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just, I want like, you know, I've always said my entire life, like my only goal in life is to be a good person. Like that's all I, yeah. I want. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be good. Um, and to understand there's this whole world, even this whole universe where I'm probably not doing well and have a lot to learn is is um, challenging and eye-opening. But I also am very fortunate in that I have a good partner and other good uh, people who will help me to become better educated. Well, I mean, both of you sound to me like you're approaching it in the most wonderful way. Like you're communicating, you're talking about it. So I'm curious, like what what rules do you have in place or how do you Do you have rules in place, spoken or unspoken? We don't. And it's one of those, again, I can only speak for myself. It's one of those things that makes it very challenging for me because, you know, I pay attention to what's going on in the news. So when, you know, the shooting that happened in Buffalo at Topps Supermarket happened and that white man went in and killed a bunch of black people specifically, Um, It was very heartbreaking for me and it was proof positive of all of this, you know, the things that are going on within this world. Tony had no idea that that went on because Tony does not pay attention to the news. He doesn't pay attention to those things that are going on. And on one side, I totally understand it. And then on the other side, it's infuriating for me. But for Tony, it's, you know, I don't like to watch the news because I don't like to see all the bad things that are going on. And then for me, it is, wow, that is such a privilege that you don't have to be able to pay attention to all of the things that are going on, because at any given time, you and or your life is not threatened by 
the things that are happening outside of your bubble, right? Tony is a white, very masculine presenting male, cisgendered in this country. And, you know, just by sheer appearance, no one's really going to like approach him or do anything or say anything to him just because he is kind of this quote unquote standard, you know, but as I shared with him, I get two strikes against me the second I walk out of the door every single day. When I yeah. leave the house, the first thing that everyone is going to recognize is the fact that I'm black. The second thing is the fact that I'm gay. So I'm already walking around this world with a target on my back. So I do have to pay attention to things that are going on in this world because I need to better understand whether or not I am at risk of yeah, anything that's yeah. happening at any given time. And so for him to be able to, again, have the privilege of saying like, nope, I had no idea that that was going on. And I'm like, like 18 people were shot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like really, really bad. Like, that's the part that gets very challenging for me. And so that's what kind of drives that wedge in the relationship. Whereas I, I understand the purity of his statement, but it's also really frustrating for me because I'm like, you are with a black man like you should be on top of this stuff all the time right so the point you're making about it being a privileged space is really true that we can shut the news down i go down these holes and then i just feel so lost and then i so i try to like like shut the tv off during all of trump because it just was so hard so it's like totally. is there like a like we have a joke code word in our family like bergdorf goodman so i'm like bergdorf goodman like stop <laughs> so it's like stop <laughs> is there like a bergdorf goodman type thing that you can say hey something happened in the news before i get home i need you to to dial in so that he can do his work, but still protect himself. By the way, I'm speaking on behalf of you, Tony, but are you doing it? Are you checking out to protect yourself? So I believe that the news is a curated television show, just like anything else. I believe that it elects to only focus on the negative. I think that if we were truly to be receiving information, we would also be talking about the fact that people did good things all day. I cannot see how the news has ever served Marco in a positive way, ever. He's only been into the news the last like maybe three, three and a half years. Um, and prior to that, we were on the same page. We didn't watch TV. He wasn't super into the news. And I've seen it do nothing but negatively impact his life. Even when he interacts with the news with other people, mm. I've only seen it harm him. I've never seen it help him in any way. And so I actively choose not to be a part of the news. There was even a time uh, I worked in an office and they wanted to do like one of those um, little tickers of the news on the bottom of the screen. And I was in charge of the whole monitoring. Nobody knew the technology. They couldn't figure it out. I said, well, you don't, you don't want me in charge of this because the news I'm going to give you is a balanced <laughs> news. And I, and I made it a point to find news that included good and neutral news in addition to bad news because everything that came up was shooting this and theft that and joblessness this and homelessness that. And it's super important that we talk about those things. I'm in social service. Like, trust me, I, I want to talk about these things. I want to change these things. I work very hard every day to try and do that. But there is a, uh, to me, there is a constructive way of doing that. And there's a destructive way of doing that. And while the news may be constructive for some people, it's never been that for me. So if Marco were to come home, like on his way home, say, hey, can you research this? I absolutely would. I think that's a beautiful idea. I would totally do it. I also think he's not going to like the conversation that we have after because I don't go right to outrage um, when things are racially driven, when they're poverty driven, which you can't really extrapolate those two things. But when when those things are happening, I, like for me, I want to have a conversation about what we can do about stuff. And like what needs to be changed. And then I want to like dedicate my, like, I want to go work for an agency that's actually like trying to make that change. Like to me, it's a call to action. And, uh, you know, I, I'm more than willing to change what I'm currently working on right now. But, but my passion right now is, has been people with developmental disabilities. And I'm not quite ready to, to leave that yet because I'm finding that that's. Well, there's work there's that needs to be done there, there too. too. Yeah. There's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's, yeah. what's so interesting that you guys are hitting on. It's like we're talking about race, we're talking about these things, but underneath it are relationship things, right? And mm -hmm. I'm like so struck by the two of you, like I have goosebumps, I'm so struck by you're each doing the thing that soothes you for the other person, and you each need something different. Mm-hmm. 
And like Mary and I were on a scooter once and, and somebody pulled out in front of her and she slid her scooter and she was very hurt. And I ran over and I checked on her, saw that she was okay. And then I ran after the people and started screaming at them. And I, mm-hmm. and I thought I was protecting her and I was doing the thing that she needed. And it was in no way, shape or form. And she, I didn't understand until later. She was like, I just needed you to be there for me. And I was like, with you. Yeah. oh, fuck. Because I was doing what I would have wanted. And see, and see, this is, you know, with nothing but love in my heart. Like, Tony, you made that entire situation about you and what you needed out of that whole thing and not about what me, the black person that is experiencing these things in that moment, actually needed. And that's where mm. the problem comes in. That's where the disconnect comes in, is that even if I did need rage or anger in that moment because of the situation, you as a supportive husband should be right there raging with me because it's insane. And just because it's not necessarily your default to go about experiencing those things in the way, like you have to understand that it is hitting me in a way that it is not hitting you. And that's where your concern should be. How can I help him in this moment? Like, do we need to scream for a little bit and be upset? Do we need to go through and scroll and figure out all the details that we have with the situation and pass them back and forth just so that we have a better understanding of the situation? Is that what he needs right now? Not what you need, what makes you feel better, what you don't subscribe to in the situation, but what I'm experiencing in that moment. Because being a Black person in this country and being scared that I can't go anywhere, like a grocery store, even a subway train, or, you know, to a concert without the threat of being shot or killed or fought because of somebody's racial beliefs is a very real fear for Black people in this country. And so you trying to sanitize it in a way that feels safe for you is counterproductive to what the concerns are for black people and some black people will ask you to march with them and do those things others to robin's point just need you to be there with them to make sure that they're okay Hmm. well it's like there's two things going on at the same time there's marco my partner who needs me and then Hmm. there's the issue it sounds like you're looking at tony like globally like oh this is awful like how can i help and how can i but marco is saying like I'm scared and I need you for a minute. And those two things are happening so fast and all at the same time that they get just collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, there's a, there's a, a piece of it um, that is, is always challenging in our relationship is the way we both go about things is very different. So like when Marco is asking for help, it does not look like what I'm used to. <laughs> for asking for help and the message gets lost and that's not on him and that's not on me. And it's on both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it totally is. So it's, it's interesting to hear because honestly, and again, this is why I say it's very kind that you say I'm doing a decent job. Cause I, I feel like I still have a lot more to learn. Like I had no idea that's what you actually needed was just like a moment to, to rage or to just be present and, you know, to, to do that. Um, so that, that's, that's, again, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're having this conversation is to see those things. Marco, do you ask directly for what you need? Do you say the words like right now, Tony, what I need from you is because you two are so fucking communicative. It's so beautiful to see. So I'm curious if you do. Um, it's not a superpower. No, I don't do very well with it. I no, I don't like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not very good at it. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. No, I think, you know, Tony, I receive that. <laughs> Tony and I always say, and Tony has said this from the very beginning, you know, I'm an older brother, so I have older brother syndrome. And then I'm also insanely independent. And then I also expect for a little element of mind reading to take place as well. <laughs> And um, and that is and, and, the worst combination. And I can do a better job, too. It's not all you. Yeah, no. But that being said, no, I, I feel I feel like by communicating what I'm experiencing right now, that it should translate as what's going on. Because my husband, who works in social services and knows and understands all of those <laughs> things that is going on, I'm like, oh, he sh- for sure is going to get this message. And but you instead. know, in every relationship, that's the worst. Anytime I say, for sure, Mary understands what I'm thinking. Never does she Has understand. No Has never, no ever, idea. ever. 
No. And I don't either. And you would think no. that after 14 <laughs> years that I would have gotten that message, but no. <laughs> no, no. Well, I kind of wanted to ask because it sounds like to me, but I want clarification that there's like two issues here. Like one is that um, Marco, you uh, don't always feel like Tony's aware of what's going on or that there's sort of like a, a shield up for him. But the second is that you sometimes feel like he's not showing up for you in those moments. Is that correct? There's like an issue that one thing is like, okay, well, he doesn't know what's going on today. Like the the shooting happened and maybe he didn't know that. But then the second, there's like another issue that's like, okay, maybe like you both come home from work and you're like crying on the couch and, you know, Tony's talking to you about what he's making he's for making dinner. He's making lasagna. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> well, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, first of all, I would never cry. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing things at the television. If, if he was crying, I would I would receive that message. <laughs> that I would understand right away. <laughs> I had my tear ducts removed back in 2006. So that doesn't, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I would say, yes, there is an element of it. I do think that, Yes, him not acknowledging things that are going on around him is like infuriating to me because, again, that's such a privilege, you know, which is crazy to me. And then I think on top of that, Tony um, has this uh, thing. We've talked about this many times over the years that we have been together. Tony has a way of turning um, a situation into something that he needs for himself to feel (laughs) comfortable within that moment. And so it feels like my situation, what I might be experiencing is not important to him because I have to now edit it to how Tony would like to receive it. (laughs) And Mm, and uh so that makes so I like either um, I find myself either passive aggressively talking about it with other people just so that he's in earshot and he can (laughs) hear what's going on. I'm a big fan of that one too. I do love that. (laughs) A get together with another couple where you can be like, well, Mary often, or perhaps on a podcast, whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She can start her own podcast if she wants to say shit about me. That's what I say. Hey, the door is always open, right? Um, Yeah, so I, I find myself doing that, like, you know, where I talk with my other, you know, black friends and you know oh my god did you hear blah 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 and Tony's like right there as the lone white guy that's like um guys I thought we were going to talk about Marvel like <laughs> or, or, or or something else so that ends up happening or I just don't say anything to him at all which then builds up all of that yeah. fear that rage you know that anger that resentment um, that's not fair to anybody well, and everybody knows, like, and you two have said it multiple times, like, everything is both people's fault in a relationship, mm-hmm, oh, nine yeah. times out mm-hmm. of 10, right? But you do recognize, Marco, that all of these strategies sort of suck, right? You, you get oh, that, right? 100%. They're, like, they're, okay. That's why we're here, Robin. <laughs> and I say that with love, Marco, and you know oh, it. I know. Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> the audience is like, what the fuck, Robin? <laughs> no, I, I love the Cretelli so much, but I'm just saying, like, because I keep thinking about there's like Steph keeps saying there's two things, but there's there is two things. There's like this race issue is horrific and it has been ratcheted up like, well, it's always been horrific, but now it's just even more worse because it's like, you know, finally everybody's seeing what's always been going on. So that's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. But then underneath it is just all these really basic relationship things. It's almost like like Marco, it's like you're in the middle of a trauma. It's in the world. It doesn't feel safe, especially as a black queer man right now. It just Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a safe place. And so you're in the middle of trauma and you're sort of like in that part of the relationship where you're like, right now, I need help. I need the help. I'm the one because there's usually there's one person who needs it more at any particular time. And so it's like you want the help, but then the relationship issue kicks in. You're not asking for the help. You're not talking about what the help would look like. And what it is you need, because Tony strikes me as somebody who, if you told him what you needed, like, yeah, no, maybe he is going to do the marble shit. And that's just basic relations. Like Mary's still going to leave that sponge out no matter how times we talk about it. But, you know, so he is going to still be Marvel guy because we are different people. But there could be a lot of growth if you just said what you needed and how you needed it. But then I have to ask you a question, because I am I putting the weight on the person of color in the room? So I want to talk about that. (laughs) 
No. So I, and I love that question. And thank you for asking that. Because, you know, so there's a problem. I'm like on like opposite ends of the pendulum, right? Because there's one end of me that like understands that my white husband doesn't necessarily understand and I love him very much. And so I want to like guide him into the situation and I want to make sure that he knows and understands and that he feels safe with the with the situation. And And I understand that because I love him that much that I'm willing to do that work. On the other end of the spectrum is the fact that, you know, and I read this book, it's called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, right? And there's this whole element of like black culture that truly believes that like all of the information is there. We are not your educators. We are not your teachers. We do not have to handhold you through this entire situation because if you actually cared about the information, you could find it. And so there's that part of me that's like, I love you very dearly. And you tell me that you love me. And I truly do believe that. And so if you did believe that, and if you really did mean that, then you would seek the information, you would find a way to be a better ally and to support me as your black husband in a much stronger way, without me having to kick your butt into it, or even usher you or handhold you into it, you could do it yourself. Well, I just want to say one thing to be clear, though. I wasn't suggesting that Tony ask you about help on the racial stuff. I'm I'm just only suggesting that in general is a good quality in relationship to ask for what you need. But I do also think on the other side of it, though, that he has said when these events happen, I am upset and I need you. And then like you got to come in and and show up on that part. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I, I think like. You know, Marco, it's not the weight is not being put on you to like solve racism, you know, or like teach white people about racism like that information is out there. And like that is on white people like it's 2023. Let's go. There are books. There's the Internet. Like we can all (laughs) like you can like join circles on Twitter or whatever it's called now. Reddit like you can be part of communities without being part of them and you can get windows into them, you know. Um, and understand to some degree what's going on. But I mean, the reason that I was trying to separate the issue from like being about like what's going on in the world versus what's going on within your home and your relationship is like in your relationship, the weight is closer for whose responsibility is what, right? Like you also want a healthy relationship. And so like asking Tony to show up in certain ways, like that is yes, tied to like all of these things happening in the world, but it it is easier I think for the weight to be more on you there rather than like it being your responsibility for Tony understanding the world at large you know like that's Tony's responsibility I mean to I me. do have to obviously <laughs> I have to advocate for myself right like I have to speak up for myself and then make sure that he knows those things because again he's not a mind reader and I do understand that again this is where the conflict comes in with me is that I'm I'm also like Earlier, Tony, you made the the comment that, you know, oh, you really just recently started getting into all those things. And you're right. Like, 25-year-old Marco was only concerned with my tequila shots. Like, that's it. That's all I cared about. <laughs> I was I was invincible. The world was like, whatever. And I just did my best with it, you know. But you also have to know and understand, as I've consistently said, you know, Florida was one of the worst experiences of my life. It was the first time that right. I truly felt like my race was front and center um, in my experience within this world. And then I I think I like left there and was able to like finally figure out what the hell was going on and how I felt about it. And then we moved to New York and then, you know, and then I got in my 30s and I stopped caring about my tequila shots as much. And, you know, and then I started <laughs> as, like, actually, much. <laughs> as much <laughs> and then I started experiencing the world in a different way. And then all of this stuff started really happening. So, yes, I will say that there has been a lot more of an experience with these things, but it would be wonderful to have you along for the journey, not because I think that you're going to be able to speak for me or speak to the situation, but understand that, like, this is where his transformation is right now. And these are the things that he's going on that that's going on yeah. with him. Yeah. Mm. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. 
Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's all just so supercharged, too. You know, you've got just like garden variety relationship issues with a supercharged thing on top of it. And like, I can just see how easily it would be to be like, I'm so angry at the world and want to come home and know that your person is going to see your anger and see your hurt and just envelop you in a warm hug. I don't I mean that more metaphorically than literally, but... but it's definitely metaphorical. Yeah. That's not the thing he needs. <laughs> in case you didn't get that impression already. <laughs> he walks to the door, you, you you hit a button, and the punching bag comes down, and you go, hey, baby. And then you hand him his gloves, and the, that's a, that's your metaphoric that's hug. That is right? love that's, right there. That's, that's, see, see, that translates. That yeah, translates. Love. And I while he's you. punching it, I take out the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But so I can see, Marco, where you would be there, and you would be like, like, what I know is like when I'm there, when I'm already triggered, and when I'm already upset. Like I'm not able to use my tools and be like, Mary, what I would like from you right now is X, Y, and Z. Like, it's just like, I just come out like this, like what? I'm not doing anything healthy or right. So right. it's like, it, it is a lot to ask, but I just think it is a small change. If you were able to be able to say, I'm so pissed right now. Can I be pissed for 10 fucking minutes and have yeah. you not talk about Marvel and then do your, do your 10, you know, Poor you yeah. and your Marvel. It's like just an offhand comment. We're like, we're gonna title this Marvel. Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but you know, it's because it is like I. I just think it is. I, I mean, Mary and I've been together for twenty years, and we still have trouble asking for the support we need and giving the support the other person needs. Yeah, I just think that's a, a for, because you're two different people with two different needs. It's a forever problem. I cannot agree more. Yeah, and 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 for me, like. I will never, I won't say never, it's very unlikely that I will ever be actively interested in the news. Perhaps one day if it if it changes and becomes more balanced or even good news, I, I will. But I am actively interested in my husband. I am a fan of that. <laughs> so if what you need is for me to look at the news once a day to see if there's anything horrible going on that might trigger you and then engage you in a conversation with that or when something bad happens, like have the home prepared in a certain way, maybe not a punching bag, but perhaps, <laughs> you know, something something else, you know, that's helpful. Again, I know taking out the trash, I know that sort of stuff. Whatever it is that that you could need, I mean, I could certainly do that I just need to know that that's what you need and that that will work. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you right now. I don't have a crystal ball to tell you exactly what I need in the moments. A lot of the time I don't necessarily, you know me, I'm like, I'm a big venter. Um, I'm one of those people that hates keeping things inside because it will quite literally make me implode. So I have to like talk about things like in the moment as they're happening so that I could just expel them, get them out of my body. And then I'm like, so what are we having for dinner afterwards? Like, that's just kind of how I function <laughs> as a human being. Um, but that being said, I would have to tell you in real time what I would need to be able to do that. I think that and it's something that I could see that you're actively trying to work on right now, which I can appreciate. And I would just add this to your you know, ever growing list at this point. But <laughs> I think that just taking an interest in the things that are important to me and and saying like I know that this is important to him I, I don't need you to doom scroll like a lot of us do right like don't don't <laughs> don't like doom scroll and like go through everything and take all of that on but like m maybe you could take five minutes to see what's happening in the world and figure out like what's going on so then that way it's not a surprise to you or so that you can better understand those things um, because that within itself would be 
helpful to me, you know, and and I know that you are not a huge fan of the news and the things that are going on with that. But even doing that little bit to just be able to relate to me or understand me or look out for me would make me feel as though you are capable of stepping outside of yourself to better understand me and or others in the situation. I don't watch the news because I'm a you know, masochist. I I watch the news because I need to better understand what's going on in the world around me. Um, And so being able to just have that perspective would be nice. You know, it would be helpful. If we were to take the tops incident in Buffalo, um, what would you have wanted? Like if we played it back, what would you have wanted from Tony? Um, I think... I think more than anything, just, um, you know, Tony and I do these things every once in a while where we sit on the couch and like there's no TV on, there's no music on. We just like sit with one another and we just talk. Um, And it's always one of my favorite things that we get to do together as a couple. And so I think that even just being able to like have, you know. You just like it because I rub your feet. (laughs) Sometimes. But um, like even just being able to just, like I said, sit there and talk about it and like, oh my God, I found these details out. Well, I found these details. Like just being able to just talk about it is just, I think, really important because I do feel like there is an element in our household where like I don't get to talk about that stuff with my husband one because he's not paying attention to it and then two like if it's not something that tony wants to engage in he doesn't really have any commentary (laughs) for it so he's just kind of like oh yeah that's a thing that happened Uh, okay and so like i think being able to actually have a conversation about it and say like this is what we know this is what they're trying to find out this is how it's happening like that would just be helpful because it wouldn't feel like a part of me that i have to shut off to be or that you have to go find other people of color to talk about only. To talk about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that would just be helpful. I don't, like, again, I don't need, like, a Black Panther rally in our living room by the time I walk in. <laughs> Can <laughs> like, you imagine? A lot of leather jackets going on at one time. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's not necessarily what I need. But, like, to be able to feel like this is a safe space and, like, my husband is, again, tuned in and he's open to the idea of having the conversation. And then we can move on and play video games or watch a Marvel movie. Who knows? But, like, just being able to have that as part of it would be fun. What do you think about that, Tony? I I can do that. I can definitely do that. Um, I think that like anything else in a couple, we've got to communicate those needs, especially when they change. And we've got to be more present for each other. So if you're having a tough day, you know, like, because I'm just trying to think and feel my way through this. Like, there might be times where I find stuff that you didn't find and I don't want to trigger you. Um, and yet I want to talk to you about all that stuff. So it, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Like I'm, I'm totally here for navigating and, and figuring that out and being present and l- looking things up and giving you that space. I know I get confused sometimes um, because the energy when you walk in isn't always that. And, and you're right. You do have a, you do like to vent. You do have a very particular process. There are times when I think you want me in the room. And there are times when I think you don't. And it's hard for me. I get confused because I don't feel like the message is clear. Um, And so maybe what I need to do is, again, not to put the pressure on you. Maybe what I need to do is just sit and hold the space and see how you react. I was going to say, because I do a pretty good job of being like, can you leave me alone for a little bit while <laughs> while I go through it? I'm, I'm pretty good. You do a, you, with doing you do a good job when you're at like a 30. But when you're at like a anywhere between a two and a 25, which is most days, it's it's a little erratic. It's a little hard. It's it's hard for me to read. You know, you come home. I'm a dog wagging my tail. Like, I'm so happy to see you. I want to hear about your day. I want to be like as close to you as possible. I want to hug you. I want to kiss you. Like, you're home now. This is the nest. Like, you know, this is our place. It's safe. Like, everything's okay now. Like, decompress and then let's have the fun that we have that made us want to be together in the first place. But it's challenging for me sometimes because sometimes you come in and you don't want any of that. Sometimes you secretly want that and you're pretending like you don't want that because you don't like being vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) 
sometimes I'm just confused. And again, maybe what I need to do is instead of trying to figure all that out, just be present and kind of roll with, no, you're not going to understand what he needs. Just do the best job you can. Well, yeah, I think not taking it too personally would be a very helpful thing. But I think that instead of just holding the space, just ask me specifically and that could be fine. Because if to Robin's point, I can definitely be more vocal about it and say what I need in that moment. But if you're confused about it, you can say, what do you need right now? I'm a little confused as to, you know, what I'm reading right now. And then that could be helpful. So is that, I was going to ask you, so those are the words that would be helpful. What do you need right now? Yeah. Okay. Cause to Robin's point earlier, like sometimes having a, a set of rules or a language or a shorthand, it, it can be very helpful. So that way, when I say those words, you know what I'm actually meaning and conveying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's okay. totally fine. Okay. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I also think like if you're communicating that you're going to make the effort to be like looking up these things in your own time, you know, if you come home like a dog excited about hearing about Marco's day, you could maybe add that to the list of questions that you're like here to talk about. Like, I want to hear about your day. Was there anything that like you specifically wanted to talk about? And then you don't have or to. Or I like, saw this thing in the news. Did you need to talk about that? I saw this that? thing on the news. Did you want to talk about it? You know, and then that's like showing, look, I, I, Maybe you don't want to talk about it, and that's fine too, but I did the work to show you that like, I did read this, and I'm here if you do want to talk about it. And then that's on Marco. The space is there. Yeah, for sure. Does that sound true to you, Marco? Yeah, that's 100% help, because that, okay. that looks like effort. Okay. And there's nothing sexier than effort. Um, <laughs> Except so. effort with a foot rub. Exactly. <laughs> win 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 Um, I want to ask one question and it's more like existential like I don't have an answer and I'm just curious from both of you what do you two think about the concept Uh, because I think that we've talked a lot about how like Marco is triggered or upset and he needs support and, and how to support one another but what do you think about the concept that we may not get everything from our partners and that sometimes, Tony, you may need to go out to someone who will understand exactly what you think. And Marco, sometimes you may need to. And I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not even sure what I think about it. So I'm just curious what you two think. I love this question. And it's something that we've talked about on our podcast a couple of times too, Mm -hmm. because it's like this ever evolving concept for me that um, there are some relationship experts that are out there that say that like, you should not expect to get everything you need from one person. And there's a part of me that understands that, but I reject it wholeheartedly because I feel (laughs) because I do. I really do. Tell us how you really feel, Marco. (laughs) I hate it. Um, (laughs) No, I, I reject it because while I don't necessarily think that I'm going to get everything that I need from Tony, I do think that as my life partner, Tony should put forth some effort into giving me bits of it to show that he loves and supports me. I don't necessarily need him to be amazing at it and I don't need it from him constantly, but he should be able to give little bits and pieces of of that effort to show that he relates to me or that he wants to relate to me. Um, So Tony and I talk about this all the time. This is the example that we use on our podcast, but like I love to go out. I love to dance. I love to karaoke. Neither one of those things are Tony's interests, right? Yeah. So I don't expect for him to have a full set list for the next karaoke night that we have, right? Because that is just not in his nature. What I would like is for him to come out and karaoke with me every now and then. And maybe he and I have a song or two that we perform (laughs) together 
And, and that's it's Islands it. in the Stream by Dolly yes. Parton and Kenny Rogers. <laughs> exactly. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you know, or Summer Lovin', like I have to be Sandy, right? I mean, but, come on, but of that, course. <laughs> but like that being said, I, I do think that there's little bits of effort, just like Tony loves Comic-Con or he likes to, you know, to play like certain video games and I will give him even though those are not my things, every once in a while, I can give him those bits and pieces just so that I can show that I'm showing up for him and that I support him and love him in that way. Sure, he's probably going to go to Comic-Con with his other geek friends and have, you know, a completely (laughs) different experience than he would with me. Just like I will go out and have a night out dancing with my friends and that will be, you know, completely different than I would if Tony were there. But Giving that little bit of effort, I think, is really helpful to a relationship because yeah. it just shows that you're showing up for your person. And, well, and, and you that's... don't want to drift in a way that you're two different islands. You know, you want to dip in. Like Mary's yeah. never going to want to go camping with me. But every once in a while, if there's a cabin, she'll come. Right. And I don't want her to go all the time either. But right. sometimes. Yeah. All right, Robin. So we'll go camping and I'll rub your feet. Yes. <laughs> and yes! Mary and Mary and I will hang out in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and drink wine. And drink wine. <laughs> I mean, it's handled. It is handled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony, you, what do you think about it? I think we are programmed to try and put things in absolutes, but I think if you actually like go through the experience of it. So like let's say you did have someone where you got everything that you wanted from them. What would you be doing with that person truly? You would still be going out and being with other people. It's just human nature to want to share and to hear similar things, but from different perspectives and to debate and to get kind of dance around the edges of what they believe and understand and to have their mind opened or to have their feelings validated. Like, so to me, like, even if you were getting everything from another person, you would understand that that meant other, other people too, right? Um, so I don't expect everything, uh, from Marco, but at the same time, I do expect much to his point. I do expect for him to try and I do hold myself to trying. Now that's only a recent development, but I definitely hold myself uh, to that standard now. So I told Marco what I wanted for our anniversary was I wanted him to teach me how to dance because I know <laughs> that dancing matters to him. What he doesn't know, I don't think we talked about this yet, but what I decided was the next thing was I want the karaoke. I want him to teach me at least the basics of singing, but I specifically want, uh, cause he has the songs he always performs. I want a song. So I'm feeling selfish. I want a song. I want, I don't want a song. I sing with you. I want a song you sing to me. I want a song that you sing to me in karaoke and I will come to karaoke and I will have a song with you. Right. So for me, like I am trying to kind of be in that space more, but, but to truly like not just be there, but actually like exist in it so own it and interact with it and so interacting with it is yeah i I want a song yeah that's what i that is mm -hmm, that's what would make this more solid uh for me but before i can do that i gotta take the lessons i gotta go out with him I, i will do all that but i'm thinking like further steps ahead now um so i i think that even it's a very long way of saying even if you do get everything you want from some other person it involves other people and it evolves over time mm-hmm. Brilliant. What's so wonderful is like this conversation really could have like gone off the rails. Like it could have just been like like all kinds of and here's what he does and here's what he not do. You know, but you two are showing <laughs> in real time what it looks like to try to compassionately support your partner when it's not your turn. And I think that's that's a really hard thing. And when you add in racial tensions and, and, and how like with your scale of like to 30, like it's a 60, you know, it's when you add that in, it's like, it's a lot. So I just, I fucking applaud you too. You know how much I love you. I think you're so wonderful. And I, I learned from you watching you sort through this, like how I could be a better listener to my wife, how I can, you know, give her more of what she needs or wants. Like, so I'm so glad that you, that you came to be on the show. Oh, thank you. And you know, we love you and we appreciate it. And sometimes we just need a, I don't know, sometimes you need to like get outside of our living room, right? And talking about Mm -hmm. these things and be able to have other ears and other opinions and outside viewpoints to be able to kind of, I don't know, mold it and, and kind of like actually see it for what it is. You have an amazing podcast. It's about relationships. So you need to tell everybody about that and the Critelli action and where they can be with you and follow you and all of that. 
Go ahead, Marco. You're the you're the marketing guy. <laughs> Tony and I host a weekly podcast called Relationship. Uh, it comes out every Wednesday. It is a gay look at traditional relationships and values. So every single week, Tony and I take a common relationship problem, and we just try to figure out from our perspective how to go about uh, handling those situations. And then uh, we kind of talk to some experts and or read articles and and things like that to kind of support the topic and figure out what we're talking about. Love it. I love you too. You're the best. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Oh, the Critellis. I love them. Fragging love them. I'm jealous that you've met them before and this was my first time. I've been on their podcast relationship two times. Okay, humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, how incredible is their dialogue? Like there was moments where I was like, oh my God, if I were to say something so direct, I feel like a fight would have started with me and Very Nice Mary. Yeah, there's like a leading with curiosity or something in this relationship that I feel like I've never seen actually modeled anywhere else. So that's really beautiful. Well, and also just a like what I never got from them was like, I'm waiting until you're done talking so I can make the counter argument. Mm. Like every single time one of them was making a point, it felt like the other one was just really listening and being like, yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. Like there's a part of that I can do better, yeah. which was really wonderful to see. Yeah, really cool to like respect your partner. <laughs> yeah, right? Go figure. Poor Mary. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 20 year marriage, and I'm saying that. Poor Mary. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was like uh, beyond respect for your own partner. It's like I respect them and what they're saying so much that I'm like not even paying attention to my own ego or something. Like I don't need to jump in and defend myself. No, I mean, like, I learned so much. I have yet to be able to implement it, but I did learn, (laughs) like, I need to be doing that. Like, I need to be listening more. Well, we always say that, you know, these episodes are us being like, let's, like, listen to your problems. And then you and I come away from it. And it's like, we got to change our lives. (laughs) Like, we come away, we're like, we have to change everything we're doing. It's hilarious. (laughs) Love that. Love that for us. So we have some homework, I'm sure. Listen, growth, growth, lots of homework. And beyond homework, we have like a, a dance get together that we're going to all do together. Yes, because like all their talk about like karaoke and dancing. I was like, you guys, I know about this. I think it's called like Big Apple Rodeo in New York City. And it's in some like random office building in like Koreatown. And you go and you pay like $10 and Incredible. they teach you like a line dance. And then there's like country two-stepping. Yes. And it's like seeing all these gays country two-step. It's it's so much fun. I've made Mary go multiple times. It's oh. not her favorite thing, but she'll go. So we are definitely doing this with the Cretellis. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do have not one, but two pair of assless chaps. So if, oh I, have the, if I have the uniform, <laughs> I might as well put it to use. <laughs> Oh, my God. You said assless chaps. I love it. I love it. Please bring assless chaps. That'll be some good social content. (laughs) All right. All right. That's it for our episode, folks. I mean, we have to say thank you to Tony and Marco Critelli for coming on, being so open and honest with us about, you know, really some difficult issues and conversations. For more Robin, and you may need that, you probably don't need it, but like if you do, you can follow me at Real Rob Hops on all the platforms, all the socials, as the kids today say. Well Adjusting is an edit audio original series. It's exec produced by Steph Colburn and Robin Hopkins. Our producer and editor is Maria Passingham, and our production manager is Kathleen Specker. Thank you to the entire edit audio team and to you for listening. Oh, hey, before you take out those AirPods, this show is just for entertainment. If you are in need of help, please, please, please reach out to a professional. Go ahead and get that help. You deserve it.